And welcome back. I'm Mike. I'm Cody. We are the Turntable Teachers. And class is back in session. We're back with round two, part two of our March albums recap. Mm-hmm. It's, what we're, it's what we do. It's what we do. We talk about albums. Music comes out and we, uh, we talk about it. Yeah. Uh, we have four albums for you on this episode and then we're going to rank all eight. And we'll give our, out our uh, Artist of the Month awards for Cody and myself. So, oh, yeah, that's right. The so once again... Uh, prestigious we're, award. Yeah. So with every month when we review albums, what we're going to end up doing is, as we said this on the last episode as well, for those of you guys are still uh, tuning in to the channel for the first time, we are giving each artist or our top album of the uh, month, basically, that's going to be the student of the month or the artist of the month that we'll give for that month so for example in uh, january i had james blake's assumed form so james blake got the nod for my artist of the month and i had aesop rock with uh tobacco from malibu ken and that was my top for the month so he would be like my student of the month that month and then in february we both had gary clark jr yep with this land so let's see who who steals the student of the month this time? I have or a feeling. I have a feeling that we're going to end up having. I think the same. The same overall artist of the month. I, yeah. Just a strange feeling. Do I you? think. I think it's going to end. I don't. Up being I don't. The same. I don't think it will be. I. But I don't know. I don't know. We'll it, see. Yeah. I'm, I'm, Every I'm time intrigued. I say that, you seem like you're. I'm, I'm yeah. very intrigued. Because yeah. so. I don't like my my favorite albums of this month definitely came out in the second half of the month. I would say um, that I think three of my top four from the eight list that I made are on this episode. Yep. And so, so I mean, just for I guess a quick like little intro. The four albums we're going to talk about, uh, all four of them actually came out on the same day, which was super Except... weird. Except, I thought I thought this was all four of them. Yeah, no, all four of them. Oh, they all yeah, did. Yeah, Billy. So we have Billy Eilish's oh, no, uh, sure. "When We Fall Asleep." Where do we go? We have uh, Owls Paris. We have Crafters' Lasting Efforts, and we have Quelle Chris with Guns. All of them came out on the 29th of the month, which is, again, just super weird. Uh, tons of good music dropping hey, right before I'm, the end. But, I'm, I mean, I'm not thank complaining. you. It's given us more to talk about, I guess. Without further ado, should we start? Yeah, let's go right into it. So, I think we're going to jump in with, start with Billie Eilish's yep. When We Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? Um, Billie Eilish. I like Billie Eilish a lot. I first heard her on a track I cannot remember the name of it now that's off the top of my head it's pissing me off and like I'm not acting like you're gonna even you're gonna know it but well I know that she she's had a lot of songs kind of like go into I don't want to say the billboard because I'm not actually sure off the top of my head how well they've placed on like the billboard top 100 but I know that I've heard a lot of her songs get popular and really rank up streaming numbers and they've been remixed a bunch like by some mm-hmm. EDM artists I think that yep. was one of the I can't remember the song off the top of my head that I really like a lot from her and she's super talented I... she she's done a lot of like I've seen her do covers of uh, songs super outside of her genre before for a couple different YouTube pages so I've always been a fan of that kind of stuff Mm-hmm. But I feel like I never really gave her a full chance. I it almost I almost would lump her in at least for me personally with what happened when like Lana Del Rey came out a while ago. I didn't give her a chance because all of the people that I saw listening to her, I didn't think had very good taste in music and I didn't trust them. So then the same thing happened. Like Billie Eilish is coming out and I'm seeing all of these people who have like pretty terrible taste in music. Oh, Billie Eilish, she's so good. I thought she was just another one of like these indie girls who pronounces words really weird and has a general feeling of like un- being uninterested. Yeah, and yeah. I think I, I really had her pinned like the wrong way. I I, 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 agree. I should have given her a chance before this. Ocean Eyes, that was the song. Have you ever heard that song? Ocean Eyes. Ocean Eyes, but I, it's really good. I feel like I've heard a remix of it. I, that's, I can't that's, think of that's the, the one off the top of my head it's, what it sounds like. Yeah, though. it's phenomenal. But anyway, I um, I really liked that track from a couple of years ago. And when 
this came out. So I had heard the only two songs I had heard before the album were "Bury a Friend," mm-hmm. which I believe I was I recommended that on a, like a previous episode. It probably was like I think our January albums recap. That was one of the ones that I recommended on that or, yeah. or something like that. It was a while ago. I was a big fan of that song too. Very like creepy, weird, yeah, dark aesthetic. really good. And then the other one was um, "You Should See Me in a Crown." That was the other, other track here that I had heard. I, I loved I love Bury a Friend. I think, obviously, the lyrics are super hypnotizing, creepy, weird, had a lot of like different effects, like you said. And I loved You Should See Me in a Crown because it's like, it's trippy, but it's mean. And it feels mm-hmm. like a sense of, like, there's like a sense of powerful, like, sort of energy that's yeah, coming I from mean, it. Even, even just right from the title of it, like, You Should See Me in the Crown, You Should See What Happens When, like, I Have a Little Bit of, like, Power Behind yeah, Me. Yeah, I, I guess that whole, that title is all based off of, like, a quote from the uh, the show Sherlock. I guess yeah. someone in the show says, You Should See Me in a Crown at some point. Oh, no kidding. And I think the band was watching that together, and they're like, oh, that's badass. And then they just made it a song, which... It's dope. I, I honestly, I love that, because it really shows that this, like, Billie Eilish is someone who just, like, oozes music it's not something that's super formulaic to the point where it was just a random line of a tv show that they turned into a, a full song that's fantastic yeah like yeah. There, it seems like it's all just coming very naturally to her really really great track uh, i love the running strings in the chorus that adds such mm-hmm. a like, catchy a nice addition to like the wavy electronic beat and that was a i think the first i'd say half of this album or maybe even like two-thirds of it really like eclectic electronic very vibey, trippy sort of. It's like a super dark and like industrial feel. Yes, on a lot of them yes. Too. I, like, I think those are again two other good uh, adjectives to use for this. I and it's weird as hell. Yes, but I love every second of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Bad Guy, dude. Bad Guy's awesome. There's almost like a trap outro, which was like really like I didn't see coming, and I feel like there was actually a lot of trap influence on like a lot ton, of these songs, ton. which I just like. I I kind of loved it. It didn't feel. I feel like it's almost a, a mixed bag when you use influences that are really outside of your genre, whether or not it comes off as corny or if it's like really well done. Hers, it seems like she perfectly was using all these influences. I mean, not to go back to like our other episode, but like Logic, this is how you take influences and you bring them into your songs and have them lift everything up exactly. rather than just kind of dominate the, the track. Exactly. I, th- I thought Bad Guy was such a highlight here. Like ominous, it was creepy. It isn't like, mm-hmm. like you said, you use those since I thought they were just like colorfully wonky is the way yep. I kind of used to describe it like very <laughs> like colorful perfect, very yeah. wonky and I especially in the hook and I loved the contrast in the back end with the beat switch because it's mm-hmm. super dark and uh, very rigid with some booming bass and those like whispering vocals at the end like I'm a bad guy like yep. the, it was uh, it was, dude, it was super just like ominous I think would be the best word I used to describe it so mm-hmm. She hits some really great melodies here too, like on this on the track listing here. Like I love as well another track I really enjoyed. Uh, it was all good girls go to hell. Yep, that was one of my favorite ones off that off the whole album. Just like the yeah. vibe off this song was awesome. Oh man, there was like a very staccato piano progression. They weren't like letting the chords uh, ring out very long. The vocals were super infectious. Like I don't know, the overall she was almost feel rapping. Of the song, yeah. Close it, to it rapping. It definitely was. Like, the overall feel of the song was just awesome. It was a, it was super fun to listen to. Poppy, bouncy. Uh, the vibe, Some vibrant keys that almost, mm-hmm. like, they were spooky. And very, like, almost whiny. And uh, I loved the, just the effects that they had on the back end of the hook. And well, there's something on her voice that she uses a couple times in this album, too. That's like a weird... It, it's almost... 
it almost gives her voice the effect I, this might be a stretch so hopefully bear with me everybody but like when you have those like super bass boosted uh, memes that like almost sound like the crackling speaker effect yeah it's kind of what they put on her voice where it's like it's almost like the vo- the volume is cutting in and out and like segmenting her vo- voice up it's just it sounds super cool it's like a, actually know it even better it almost sounds like she's singing into like the back of a fan it's like, like that's like it's it's almost something kind of but it sounds good somehow exactly like, it's like, not even bad you know like, like I don't I, mean any negative connotation I mean this in like the sickest way possible like yeah. it sounds so cool uh, yeah what's another highlight for you I, I liked a lot of the tracks here I, I thought that the first I'd say like uh, anywhere from like the first uh, maybe like eight-ish tracks were yeah. really like I was about to say the first seven tracks I was a big fan of almost yeah. all of them eight, uh, eight I didn't really care for mm-hmm. the song eight uh little kiddish vocals but it yeah but it did have some nice like acoustic guitar loops with a uh the harmonica was really cool yeah and those, that was, there was some like ukulele in the mix as well yeah i, I heard like that, that too and that kind of matched well with like what you said the very childlike voice i guess that song's supposed to be written from like the perspective of someone that like billy eilish hurt in the past mm-hmm. or something like that and the only way for her to kind of understand and grow as a person is she had to put herself into their shoes to yeah. actually like understand why what she did was wrong yes or, or hurtful um, my biggest gripe with this album I think is the fact that and, and she did a decent job so like of sprinkling a couple of these like more ballad type tracks in the in the front front of the track listing but then the back end seemed like it was all slow all ballads like mm-hmm. it could have used some energy at the back end so for me I almost feel like it was a tale of two albums like the front album had a lot more energy minus like a couple of tracks I think one of the, one of the ones at the front was uh that was a little bit more ballady. Was I was I actually wrote ballad tried and true was uh, when the when the party's over. Yep. Well, when the party's over, she even said that like a lot of people think it's a sad song because it's a very slow moody track. But she said in an interview, it's supposed to be like an angry mood. Like you're not outwardly expressing this anger at everybody. You're not blowing up, and it's a super aggressive track. But it's when you're kind of just kind of that sulking like you just you're upset. You're upset about something. It's kind of grinding your gears, and it's just an overall angry mood. It's all about Billy putting uh, some distance between herself and like a lover or someone who was close to her. There was a lot of uh, vocal layering that reminded me of that band, uh, Mogan Heap, that had the song yep. Hide and Seek from a while ago that was really big. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm always a fan of when you use vocal layers well. Because I feel like there's a specific art to it that a lot of people don't quite appreciate of like note selection to make sure that it actually all sounds good. Because you can't just layer any vocals together and expect it to be like pleasing to the ear so i don't know i'm always a fan of seeing that pulled off well um and i don't know the the overall feeling of the song is something i feel like a lot of people can relate to like um she's in that like halfway point between being like friends with somebody or having something more and she's just kind of a little afraid of taking a step in either direction so in the end she decides to just like let it go and go back to just being friends and there's even that like line in the chorus where she says like it's quiet when I'm going home and I could lie and say I like it like that which I don't know I feel like that's another thing that uh, it's a common sentiment for people to say like oh no I'm fine being by myself like I thrive being alone like I don't need anybody else when in reality they probably wish that there was like someone else there to like share these experiences with so I know, that, that was super super relatable track yeah I liked when the party's <laughs> over a ton I again one of my favorite tracks though I think here may be possibly my favorite track Wish you were gay. Yeah, that was that was a really, that was a cool was song, a great man. Song. It was a great song. Like more staccato piano. Or no, so, sorry, that one was uh, the, the like the finger pick guitar in yeah. the beginning of it, like a really soft guitar line. When I listen to this song, I picture her 
in a musical almost on stage with like a background because of like it gave it off like a theater vibe like mm-hmm. it was and then like there was audience like ahs and laughs like in that first uh, verse I don't know if you yeah. caught that or not I actually didn't I didn't, I didn't catch that at dude, all dude go back and listen to it she says there's certain lines where she'll say like uh, there was a certain line where like she says something and then uh, the all audience comes out and they were like they're like ah, and then another one where they start like laughing and stuff huh. and it was really really cool man like um, I think it was the song. Oh, I loved the uh, baby. I don't, baby. I don't feel so good. Six words you never understood. I'll never let you go. Five words you'll never say. And then the audience goes, Oh, uh, you know what I right. mean? That's right. And I then, um, and then she says, <laughs> I laugh along like nothing's wrong. Four days have never felt so long. If three's a crowd and two was us, one slipped away. And like the whole crowd, yeah, starts, like, whatever, laughing. the crowd sample, whatever, starts laughing. And that's when she just she has just so much rich personality here, and I I thought the grand keys and were super angelic in the hook, and I just think the song the song itself is like kind of hilarious. Like yeah. I want to make sure you're okay, but all you do is just like keep looking the other way. Like I can't tell you that how much I wish I didn't wasn't attracted to you, or like I wish you were gay. Yep, I wish that you did. You'd have to like kind of paraphrase the song a little bit, but yeah. like, well, no, it's, it's a wicked funny sentiment. Of way like, to be like, goddamn, I hate you. Like, you're annoying the shit out of me. Yep, I just wish I wasn't. I wish you were gay. So just make this so much easier, so I don't even have to like think about mm-hmm. being with you. Yep, like because you don't give me what I need emotionally, or like you know you don't understand my love language yep. or whatever. Well, and, and while so it works that me, way, yeah. while it works that way too, of like Billy wishing that they were gay so that she like didn't have any feelings towards them, it also almost works the other way as well of like this person isn't reciprocating the feelings I wish the explanation was as simple as they're just gay so they yeah. like they have no oh, interest in me and that's like the only reason why they're not like feeding it back so I don't I, I definitely think that she kind of meant for that to be a whole double entendre of like you wishing that they were so that you didn't have to think about it but then also wishing they were so it almost gave like a reason why they're not exactly. feeding anything back exactly. to you so I, I definitely thought that one was another like really standout highlight track yeah I actually was a big fan of uh, one of the tracks later lo- later on uh, Elo Milo as well. No kidding. Um, I I actually did like that. I guess it's a reference to some kind of game that came out in like 2010 or something like that. I just I really liked how it was a stripped back beat that eventually there's that like little melody that comes in, follows her vocals around for a little bit. But I I just caught a very like dark synth pop vibe off of it, which is something I'm always a fan of, which is why this track kind of stuck with me. Mm. Actually, um, one of my least favorites, believe it or not, I just it didn't connect with me like that. Not that it was a put it this way, I think there was a bad song here. I just don't think it really fit maybe my taste per yeah. se. Or or I think at that point there were so many like that was the start of like all these ballads and more slower, stripped back. Yeah, like songs. the next like the next track was "I Love You," which is definitely like a super super stripped back like love ballad. Yeah, I wasn't listening before I go mesh, mesh between the two of those. And that was another kind of just like it was beautiful. Yes. It was sad and and, and yep. it would be, be- beautifully sad even and dramatic. But again, these were just like a little bit forgettable. But I did think "I Love You" was the best of the back four songs. Yeah, I, I didn't like really like "Goodbye" at all. I thought it was like super kind of lackluster and sort of just. I think I think if anything, "Goodbye" is probably my least favorite track. Well, the interesting thing about "Goodbye" and the only reason I like it is every single line on "Goodbye" is a line from a previous song in the album listing. I didn't even catch that. So every every single line through the whole thing is a reference to one of the previous oh. tracks. 
Oh, so, that's why it's so damn short. Exactly. I didn't really like. It, I was like, oh, this is kind of short. It, it's a little bare. Like I'm not into it. it. Well, it's short. It's bare, and it doesn't seem to have any kind of oh. like connection between any of the lines. And I heard all of that, and I thought I just like missed something. So I looked up the lyrics, and over on the side, it said like this song interpolates, and it literally listed every single song on the album. I'm gonna have to go back and look, so, look, look so at that. So I looked at it. So yeah, every, every single line is something from there. So I almost viewed that track more as like the like period of the sentence of the album okay. rather than anything so i, 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 I almost that. don't think it's like a, a song that's meant to be played on its own it's more just like the collection of the rest of the album kind of like closing itself up hmm. so i, I kind of like that almost, almost similar to uh how at the end of like kendrick lamar's damn it's like the whole album in reverse or something okay like that. interesting like super, oh, that's kind of cool where it's kind of like it's like the closing point i'm it. looking so at that I a little like bit differently then so hmm. i i only like it for that reason the, okay. the rest of the song itself Meh. Meh. It's, not, it's not like anything crazy. But that's that's definitely a cool idea. Yeah, yeah, I uh, yeah. So best tracks here, in my opinion, I think bury, "Bury a Friend," "Wish You Were Gay," "Bad Guy" for sure, "All Good Girls Go to Hell," and then you see me in a crown. Those are the five that I'll take from here. I actually really liked "My Strange Addiction" as well. I thought it was a catchy hook, just like a fun overall tune. Mm-hmm. Um, and it broke up some of like the ball- ballad, like slower tracks, like that were getting to that point. So I thought it was a little like strange and weird the only track I really don't care for all that much was Goodbye Elo Milo was a little lackluster as well but I wouldn't say it's like a really it's not a bad song by any means so yeah I, those are like the tracks I think I think I'll take those five or six potentially tracks away from this and really uh, sort of run with them I think I'm probably going to hold on to Zanny All the Good Girls Go to Hell you like Zanny? Uh, yeah, I, I like the message of that one a lot just because it's basically talking about like everyone's obsession with prescription pills nice and aesthetic how, too yeah and, and it's her basically saying like I, I don't need this stuff I don't want this in my life and especially having like I mean she was close friends with um, like a few people who have ended up ODing and passing away due to prescription pill overdoses so and I think that she said she recorded the last verse of that song right after um like XXX Tentacion. Oh, I, I, really? I never know how to pronounce his name. XXX Tentacion. Well, so that that guy, <laughs> that dude, just, um, just call him X. Yeah, X. Just X. So right, yeah. right after He's X, known as X passed. Um, see, I, I feel bad doing that because I, I like don't want to take X out. away from uh, from like Exhibit or or like, DMX or DMX. Like both of them, are like well, X. So you say X nowadays, everyone thinks XXX Tentacion. Yeah. But, but anyway. so after he passed away was when she recorded the last verse of that one, which is why it kind of sounds like she's about to like break into crying. Um, so I don't know. That's just very like personal. So that's why I like that one more for the message. But as far as like tracks go, definitely all good girls go to hell. Wish you were gay. Like when the party's over. Like uh, bury a friend. And then I liked Elo Milo. Um, again, goodbye was cool just for wrapping up the album, but not really for like cool. the song itself. Um, but overall, this album, this is gonna get my highest grade so far for the month. I gave this a ninety-one, a minus. Okay. I, I was a big fan of just the overall dark aesthetic and like moody vibes yep. that, that Billie Eilish is putting out here. Yep, I agree. I was right just a tick below that. I always feel like I'm a little more generous than you, but lately, but today... It's almost been going the other way. I've been like three points above. You've been like a little above time. me. Except for, except for Logic. Logic... I was a little more generous with Logic. Yeah, Logic, yeah. I, I took a few points off, yeah. but... I went with 88-89. So it's it's a fringe A-minus album for me. Come mm-hmm. Listen, come talk to me in like maybe the midway point of the year, like June-ish when we probably do like midterms. Or talk to me maybe potentially like towards the end of the year. It might be in that A range, but for now it's going to go 88, 89-ish. Uh, it's that super creative and innovative spacey electronic pop here, especially in the first half. 
And then, like, like there was some nice stripped-back ballads at the end. And, uh, yeah, even though it loses a bit of steam for me, I think the originality here speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. So I think a high B-plus, A-minus fringe sort of album is where I think it needs to be. So I... I Definitely I, fitting. So I could see... Give it... I, agree with an a minus but i'm gonna I'm stick with my b plus but yeah definitely I'm, the I'm best glad i got this intro into billy eilish i'm glad that yeah. i finally had something like show me that she has a lot of good music to offer yep and it's definitely the best album i have so far as well so but not the best album of the I, month of the month it's it's close but it's not quite there the next album we're going to talk about is Owls Paris, who you really love. And yeah, you got I, I me into these guys. Yeah. And, and again, we've said this like a couple of times now, but they checked us out on Instagram. And I think they, they might have even, I think they must have heard it because they said they were like, they specifically referenced the shout out that we gave them. Yeah. So they must have listened to the podcast. So thanks guys for being. Yeah. If you're listening again, thank you so much. It, 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 was, it was really cool to see that. Yeah. And now it's, it made me motivated even more to review your album. And. Mm-hmm. Now I can actually honestly say, if you're listening, yeah. you are. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> or baby, right? Yeah, There's a possibility the now for the first time. But anyway, so Paris, man. I uh, My first go around with Owl. I don't know Owl. The only song that I that I knew before this was the one that you was said, Snow Globe. Snow Globe. Yeah. And I really loved that track because I didn't know it. And I, I used your recommendation on that mm. episode. I went back and listened to it. I remember texting you on the way to work. Not on the way to work. Don't text and drop, guys. But when I parked. And I... Uh, I texted you and I said, "Dude, awesome song! Yep. Like, so good. I loved it. It's so good. And it's, um, it was a very like light and like atmospheric song too, mm-hmm. which almost wasn't the same aesthetic that we got yeah. like through the like this album, which I really really liked. Like, yeah. I thought we was gonna be more of that like kind of soft like alt rocky vibe mm-hmm. that I got from Snow Globe, but man, this this album was so damn good. This is a really good I, album. I felt like this was really all really of good. This." This was all of the best parts of the type of music that we were just saying on last album. Logic was trying to copy, I, like dude, all of I those completely like '90s and '2000s, like emo leaning kind of angsty groups that have like have those alt rock influences and those vibes in there because it's a very like softer, lighter music. It's not like we're talking about like metal or like post rock or anything. Um, but then they still have those really energetic moments. I feel like there was a lot of times in here I was even getting like explosions in the sky and uh, Godspeed You Black Emperor vibes off of these like really long like grandois uh, like instrumental sections that had like tons of strings. There were strings across the whole strings, album, top horns, to bottom. keys. Like it was super. It was a ton awesome. of live instrumentation. I will say this, um, and I, and this isn't a gripe. It, it became a gripe in terms of it being like. Uh, predictable in places where I, I but I but overall I do love this and I think the only thing that I would say is that it, it got a little bit like repetitive in the way that they structured the songs because mm-hmm. they all sort of follow this progression yep. where like there was a kind of a lo-fi ambient piano string or guitar melody that then came into more passionately with the vocals and, and like the drums would and like then, come in all at and once. they would be yeah and the drums were a lot more noisier and then these guitar riffs got more harder and more electric sounding and they were a little bit tougher and not that that's a bad thing at all because that structure did work on a ton of these songs yep. and that was like what they did so well that's like yes. their thing it seems like on this yes. album yes they fit into that pocket which was really nice the only thing I think I would have liked is a bit more variety in terms of the song of that song progression yeah because the progression did seem samey on these songs but I mean that is like the only thing I can even sit here and like bash because no, no, no I actually would say bash that's not the right word um, criticize 
and it's not even a terrible criticism because, because even with that formula they did it so well 100 like, like, like they did it right so, off the so, bat so weather well. report major freaking highlight that song mm-hmm. is fantastic singing's oh, yeah. passion on the back end when the electric guitar comes in there's just some crazy drums and, and also hi oh, the drummer goes off oh the, man on so many oh, songs man. in this album the drummer absolutely goes off weather reports a nuts. stud of a song yep love it and like the the singer has such a good control over when to use falsetto vocals yep. when to go yep. into the belt and what one's going to give a better emotion in that moment mm-hmm. that i don't i it's just it's such good control it's something that we were even giving gary clark a lot of um props for if he knows when to use his voice and what way to use it yep. to get the right feeling out of the song yep. weather report just i don't know again it's like that 2000s angst and it's beautiful vocals beautiful arrangements great start to the album I, it was it was an awesome awesome start it, it gave me some vibes uh that song sometime around midnight that came out like a while ago i don't yeah. know, if you know what i'm talking about but especially when like there was the instrumental break um with like the strings coming in it made me think of like that type of song but, um, there were some nice violin and string sections mm-hmm. on this album. Like even with the next track, the, oh, the strings were awesome. Awesome, like the message. It had some really nice violin and pianos. It's like very fleeting over the top, though. It's like yeah. a very like airy, like almost. It almost made me think of like birds flying. So it's just like kind of like flowing by, and then like another one comes by. It was like I don't know, like like just like fleeting over the top of the mix. Yeah, there was great violins in that track, and I saw red as well, and uh, which is I think is one of the more like melodic and deeper cuts, it, dude. I, there's a, so many good songs here. Like, wh- where else do you want to go? I, I, I well, get, dude, the middle section of this album, songs oh, like four through eight, fucking for me, yes, were dude, amazing, yes, amazing. Like, every single one of these songs, the I, only I song, have circled, basically, oh, except me for too. one, except for one. Which one? Sonnet for Silence. Sonnet for Silence. And because it was just short. It was. Well, it was. I, I listened to it and I was like, wow, why was that so short? It didn't feel like a song. And then I read the name and it literally says Sonnet. For silence, I'm which like, I can oh. get into as an English like, teacher, like I'm cool that they did the sonnet like type of structure mm-hmm. to that, and so that's where the only time where I feel like they get out of that like progression structure I was talking yeah, about, like, like build the, the song the build up, up and then big climax at the end. Where yeah, that felt more like just like a poem that was put to music. Yeah, and it wasn't even a bad song. It's just not. It, it was really solid because it was. It had some nice, gorgeous pianos and mm-hmm. strings again, but it just wasn't like a memorable track for me. But, but even, even actually going back to one of these older songs, sorry, the uh, like even the lyrics on this too is something that I feel like I haven't even mentioned yet. But on the song I Saw Red, the way that they use the three, the three different verses to kind of show like three stages of breaking up with somebody. Like the first one, I saw red and it's uh, all that I was seeing. Like soon all I saw I recognized was red. Um, so it's basically, I don't know what we're, if we're supposed to interpret that as like the beginning of a relationship when everything is like rose tinted. So it's like every like everything's covered with love and right, all right. that. Or if that's supposed to be like I saw red, like it's right at the end, and it's like when you're just I'm so pissed. angry. Yeah. So I don't know what way we're supposed to see that. Maybe both. It kind of works both ways. The second voice or the second voice, the second verse uh, comes in saying like I saw blue when I left her, and then ends up ending that verse by saying like Will I ever see that color again? Which I'm sure they're talking about red, red. like love. Red. And then the cool last metaphor, verse dude. says like, like cool Oh, metaphor. and then I then everything turned white, and so I think it's supposed to mean finally like coming to terms. I don't know. The, the Come word to peace because exactly white very, doves peace kind of symbolizes that that, that sort mm-hmm. of shit. So I, I dude great lyricism great lyricism there. Get out, stay out is probably like one of my favorite tracks. That the last minute yeah. forty five is unbelievably epic in mm-hmm. my opinion. Oh my that, god, that's the song that really made me think like Godspeed You Black Emperor and those like really ambient Ugh. rock groups that slowly build themselves up. Like this will destroy you. A couple I loved groups it. like that. I loved it. Yeah, great song right there. Um, 
again the very explosions in the sky i love the way everything builds up like using that same structure as before but it's just used so well like we're saying again yeah. and again like these build-ups it's not just there it's not it's not like edm tracks where like okay here comes the build here comes the drop like you're actually invested in the songs which is yep. why it ends up working so yep. well yeah and then i loved also no parachutes that, that was, that was one another good song too. yep that was one of the singles i didn't listen to the, the singles i just kind of listened to i only listened to it when it all came out and i kind of just mm -hmm. went right through it um but no, that was one of my favorites from the day that i heard it. it's all about like the scary leap of like the childish side of love more mm -hmm. more than like mm -hmm. anything else nice harder electric guitars here with some again more blissful strings i thought that mm -hmm. was like a great like, very cool contrast it's a very like innocent sound yeah that generating with like the combination of the two and the lead singer hit a lot of good uh, nice falsettos I mm -hmm. thought on this one especially. I, so. I liked the uh, big chorus of voices coming in, like the "I'll see you on the other side" like lines mm -hmm. towards the end, mm -hmm. where they're all like yelling it. So I, I'm always a fan when you bring in like multiple voices to to sing things. Funeral was another one. Mm -hmm. Oh my god! I got man, big like... Deer Hunter vibes off of this. Interesting. This, um, so I I don't know Deer Hunter as well, but so let, let I should specify for anybody listening, I'm talking about the band The Deer Hunter, spelled D E A R, not the other group called just Deer Hunter, which is D E E R. Oh, we've had this conversation. Um, I, they're, they're two different bands, <laughs> but The Deer Hunter is uh, definitely a great group. I would check them out for anybody who hasn't heard of them. I'll probably put them on recommendations at some point. But this is definitely much more upbeat right off the bat. And they use the strings to kind of like keep the, I, I don't want to say innocent nature, but the very like happy and like uplifting nature of the song. So they, they're using that super well. Um, and it's it kind of just ties into the feel of the overall album. Like it, the yep. strings really are the thing that I think it's almost Street, like strings and keys I think are really like the things that really bring a lot of the good contrast and a lot of good life and sort of um, energy to this to this uh, mm -hmm. to this album because you know with a, a, an alternative band like this you're gonna get the, the guitar licks and the, and the guitar chords and you're gonna get the progressions there but you need get, something to set yourself apart and you're gonna get the percussion and that's what they do you're gonna get the percussion exactly and they that instrumentation specifically is that you're right is what sets them apart for like I love Funeral Bro I thought the strings just gave it a ton of personality mm -hmm. and the bass line was really nice this one like right with the with the, with the the drum and then I just love the sense of, like, I would kill to be a ghost yeah that it, was cool as hell well, and it was because the whole song was like from the point of view of a widow at her husband's funeral yes basically and everyone is like giving her their sympathies and she's basically openly admitting like nope that was the love of my life I'm not gonna find anybody else like I would kill to be a ghost right yeah. now like just yeah. wanting to reunite with, with like her long lost lover or now. that almost like the person that's died is actually the person that's not suffering nearly as much as the people that are still alive mm -hmm. and have to deal with the loss of the person that died yep. so like I would kill to like be in that person's shoes I would kill to almost be dead because I don't want to have to feel the loss that I felt yep. for this person so and I, wish, mean, I think we've all been there at some point we've lost a loved one or lost a friend or a family member or whatever and just wish for some way to you know like, have like a last word with them yeah you know? like you could have you know said something else not to get like super super deep but like I well, everyone has people like that, you know? 100%. Everyone everyone has someone that they probably would think, like, listening to this right now probably had someone pop into their mind. So, yeah. I don't know, it's something that we can all kind of relate to, and yep. it's not something you're used to hearing on a song to be able to relate to. Nope. Um, so, I don't know, I, I thought that was a really, really cool song. Uh -huh. And then... And then the, 8, Roma White, that was another one of my favorites <laughs> off of this. Gorgeous, like, dude. Gorgeous. Fan fantastic song. Ugh. And another one that's like, it's one of those topics that's super relatable, but nobody really knows how relatable it is. Because it's about, I read that the singer said it was about a close friend of theirs who came to them with this just like awful, awful, tragic news. They didn't say what it was. 
um, obviously for like respect for their friend, but they didn't have any way of responding. It's something they hadn't been through, so they couldn't possibly sympathize. Right. They it was such a devastating event for the other person that it wouldn't have even been um, like right for them to try and empathize because it was just not the time, and they haven't been through it, so they couldn't give advice. Exactly. So they were kind of in this spot of like, I really want to help my friend out, but like I don't really know what to do. Um, so in the end they said like I'm just going to sit here like if you need an ear to talk to I'm here for it if you just want me to sit here and be a body in the room I think they even say that specific line like if you just want the company and we'll just sit in silence like I'm cool with that too Mm -hmm. so I thought that was a cool sentiment I thought that was something really nice and like different that they brought to the table agreed Uh, being human is weird another one of my huge highlights I love the Mm -hmm. lyrics to this one just kind of about like over the fact of being human and like I love the line where it's like I'm smoking too much, but like that, my only excuse. The only, yeah, it's the only excuse. It's like yeah. the only thing. Yeah, and then um, another like, get away from filling my lung, lungs with cheap perfume. Like just some of the things that we do as humans that mm-hmm. we don't really think like that we don't think twice about. So I really love that, and the guitar lick is super catchy on this one. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh! So like another huge highlight for me. Well, and, and, and I love yeah. the uh, the duality of the story that it tells too, where like. Um, it's basically talking about this person being at a bar and I think there's a line that says like someone's father is up against someone's daughter and he has like sharks for eyes and basically someone's seeing how these people around them are acting and interacting with each other and just really being kind of like disappointed in humans as a whole so they have this whole disconnect with like what people technically do for fun like on those weekends but then at the end of the song they even say like um someone they, they're slowly giving in and then they buy a drink for someone they saw eyeing them at the bar and then the the chorus the whole time was the I'm over it they kept saying I'm over it um, and then at the very end after they buy them the drink and go and start talking to this person at the bar they switch the lines to I'm part of it so it's basically showing how like this person hates what's going on around them but then they can't help but kind of give into it because it's what everyone else is kind of doing yeah I uh I just yeah I really love that song so much. Mm-hmm. It was one it's, my, it's probably one of my favorites. Yep. Either that one, Funeral, Get Out, Stay Out, Weather Report, like those are all like my best tracks. And then the last two tracks were really great too. I like Jumble Gem. I thought the keys were like ridiculous on the back end, like that two thirty mark. I think it was literally right at two thirty. At two thirty, right yeah, it was a massive change. Dude. The energy picks up. The drums come in. There was like a there was like some strange like modulated bass that yeah. came in at a certain point in yeah. that part. But that was like an awesome change up right there. The next track was Didn't I. Um, One of the best vocal performances, I thought, on the whole album. Yep. And and again, really like super deep and touching. Like there's a line right in here that says, you were a dream to me, but now you're someone's dream come true. Like it's it's really deep, introspective stuff that I don't, it, it's, it's something really nice to see. Because I feel like for the albums we've reviewed so far, there hasn't been a ton of like really deep, like self-reflective lyricism there was like a little little bit on the 2 Chains album um, there was like obviously Billie Eilish like loves talking about things like that but I'm just loving the content in these like in yep. this back half yep. of the album a lot to unpack I so overall man like I think my best tracks here for me personally are Weather Report Funeral Get Out Stay Out Roma White and Being Human is Weird yep I think those are like my five favorites but and as far as worst tracks, I don't really have one. I, I think don't have a worst track. Sonnet for Silence is the only track. It's, I the, would... it's the skippable track for me. Skippable, but not even bad. It's not even exactly. skippable. I, <sighs> bro, this, and this isn't even my kind of music per se in terms of like what I really gravitate towards a lot too. So it's this was so a good. really rough. This has been the year, dude, where I feel like I don't know if it's just this podcast or if it's just the year itself, but 
I feel like I am moving more towards different type albums that I normally don't like gravitate towards. Gravitate towards, or I li- have liked these albums in the past, and all of a sudden I'm loving albums mm-hmm. like this. Like uh, an album like James Blake's Zoom Form. Like I don't think I would have loved an album like that years ago, or like Gary Clark Jr.'s This Land. Like these are certain albums that like I am shocked to say that that are are liking fighting for like top spots of the year now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Fighting for top spots and also like I'm liking these better than like artists that I've loved forever like, you know, Logics and and even like to extent like a Two Chains, right? Mm-hmm. Like or who whatever, like a uh, a Kalani, like on the last one, yeah. Yeah, like R&B and rap artists just are kind of underwhelming now and I think there's more of like this ambient indie uh, alternative and also hard like rock sound like they're getting more in my ear this year so this was a really freaking great album yeah. bro what are your favorites so my favorites here are Weather Report for sure Get Out Stay Out No Parachutes Funeral and Roma White I honestly could list this whole thing I mean and Being Human is weird I, I didn't circle that one in a different color so I almost missed that um, but I mean I could honestly circle every single song on this album and it's say really that good. it was one of my favorites really just listen to this top to bottom you will not regret it I, I loved this thing and I like it's so it, you can like lose yourself in the song so easily and yep. then suddenly I think it's what 58 minute runtime or something like that something and, like that or I think an it's hour a bit less, will go but... by in a flash yeah I listened to it really quickly and I was just shocked that it was almost over <laughs> when I was done so one of the best alternative albums I've heard in quite a while uh in the emotions and the, the, that the listener garners from this album actually are indescribable and not to bring it back to James Blake but I think it's similar to that and where like it takes this album I feel like takes you somewhere mentally like I yep. talked about with James Blake and it like you have, I think you have to be in a certain mindset to listen to this because it does take you in a different place and um, this is an album that I would really sit with when you have an hour to just kind of list to feel something you yeah. know what I mean because let, let you it feel... be like the focus of what you're doing like yeah. don't don't like put this on while you're like cooking and cleaning I mean no. eventually do it eventually do because I'm going to listen to this all the time but your first time through like give it the respect it deserves like just sit down listen to this album it's it's going to blow you away one of the most gorgeous albums of the year in mm-hmm. my opinion so far what'd you give I, it for a grade I'm giving it a, a 93 an A I, I think it deserves that A I think it's an A album there's not a bad song here uh, the only thing like I said I think is the, the progressions get a little samey and there are some tracks in the track listing that get a little lost for me mm-hmm. so that's why it wasn't quite on that like higher end A, A plus but it is still an A tried and true and it will be as of now it's probably on my midterms list I can't see it not being there mm-hmm. I think it, it, I think even as the year goes on if I like it more it could be something that would even jump into a year end list it, 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 is, it is a contender for sure and this grade could easily change as the year goes on if I start to like this even more than I already do. And I have a funny feeling that I will. So I, I think that when this, this one comes on a lot more, like it's going to slowly even go up. I'm like my rating, I gave it an even 95. I mean, I don't know why I said even. That's an odd number. But in my mind, no, I'm thinking like, like, oh, even split between like, the 90 and the yes, 100. Yes, 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 yes. Um, you know, I have to cover myself being a math teacher. Like, I can't <laughs> be saying things like this. But uh, you know, I gave it a 95, gave it an A. This is a super solid album. Anybody that likes indie rock, alt rock, uh, post rock. I think I accidentally said they weren't post rock earlier. Earlier, I meant to say post hardcore, but they are very post rock in like the ambient style of music. I I would definitely check them out. Great lyrics, great instrumentation. The progression, like you said, is pretty similar through a lot of the tracks where it'll be like the slow build to everything climaxing all at once. But if you like post rock, then you're probably already used to that. 
So definitely give these guys a listen. 95A, Owl came out strong with strong. this album. Agreed. And I think this is only, this is still one of their earlier, they're not like first releases, but like it's not like they have a super deep discography. Mm-hmm. So I'm just excited. That means that this band probably has a lot of gas left in the tank. Yep. Hopefully we'll get a lot more stuff from them. Agreed. But Agreed. Uh, moving right along is a band that a lot of you guys probably have never heard of before. It is a hardcore group called Crafter and their most recent uh, album, Lasting Efforts. Now, this is a group out of Western Mass. Um, we're probably going to make a little post about them soon, about being uh, local, like how we're doing the local artist of the month every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but so they are a like more local area hardcore group. Um, I used to live with the drummer of the band back in college, Dalton. So shout out to Dalton. Um, one of like my best friends and I missed the hell out of him, but he's got more important things to be doing touring with this band right now. Um, and I'll, I'm luckily going to be able to catch up with them actually at the end of this week to see a show. But anyways, um, so hardcore music, I feel like gets a very, uh, negative, I don't know, stereotype of being aggressive just for like the sake of being aggressive a lot of like morbid and like angry lyrics. I feel like a lot of people think it's a lot of stuff just about being like angry at the world and angst and having all this like violence and aggression. They expect to go to a hardcore show and see a bunch of people like all messed up and everything. And I, when I went to my first hardcore show ever with Dalton, it was kind of a mind blowing experience that the majority of the people at this show were straight edge. Cause one of the bands that was like their big thing um, is that they were straight edge. A lot of the lyrics were pushing a theme of like worldliness and peace with each other and <laughs> like fighting inner demons. And it was all like very uplifting music, which was a, in stark contrast to like the stereotype I even I myself held up until this point. So I can't really claim that I'm like a super expert on hardcore bands. Most of the ones I've listened to before, like Counterparts, are bands that my roommate in this band has shown me. Um, so it's not like I'm going to be able to reference a bunch of different groups, but I was so impressed with my friend and like all of the rest of this band with this album. Mostly like the biggest thing for me was just the attention to detail on every single track. Uh, whenever someone hears like local hardcore group or something like that, they probably imagine a kind of like muddy recording Mm -hmm. that's a little sloppy and like almost sounds like the garage mix. Like, no, these guys, they, they, they have put in so much work to record this album. They all saved for, I don't even know how long, like working regular jobs to buy this studio time. They went to like a really professional grade studio down in Jersey. I met up with him when he was down there for a little bit and he was gotten like talking to me about the recording process and like they just put so much work into this because they had an artistic vision that they wanted to follow and they really pulled through with it um what you basically have to expect going into this album if you're a hardcore fan the things that you're used to hearing are all still there they have the hardcore vocals they have the punk influenced drums they have like really really great lead guitar riffs the things that will set them apart from the bands that you've heard so far First and foremost, their lyrics. The lyrics across every single song are phenomenal. If you have a chance to try and order their vinyl or anything, you'll get a lyric book along with it. I would definitely recommend it. I loved being able to read as I listened. Um, But all of the songs are really pushing these themes of like a world that wants to kind of hold you down and you need to forge your own path or standing in the face of adversity and still pushing through the stress and kind of like staying true to yourself. There's a lot of 
like self-healing type vibes here. Then there's other songs that talk about the world on a more societal level of uh, like there's a track collecting losses in the beginning of this uh, album that's basically about how we've almost grown accustomed to tragedy now it's like part of the news cycle like these big things happen and then the world moves on i think the last few lyrics of the song are the war goes on the world moved on um so it's everyone's kind of on to the next news cycle whatever the next big thing is so definitely some great vocal or some great um lyrics across the whole album as far as the guitar is concerned this was kind of a big thing for me the guitarist of this band who i'm pretty sure is my buddy's uh brother um, so shout out to him. He is great at using like flavor notes, I'll call them, because I don't really know what the exact technical word would be in his chords, where you're not just listening to somebody hammer out the same power chords like you might be expecting. There's all these little like, like notes up at the top and the bottom of the chord that kind of extend it. They're these really, really big melodic chords that almost add like a secondary melody behind the lead one that the singer is kind of pushing forward. So I mean I've heard I heard that on songs like Collecting Losses, on Lasting Efforts, on Parting Statements, um, even on tracks towards the back half of the album like Rupture and whatever it takes. There's a lot of these big open sounding chords that have like a beautiful aspect to it. Um, through the whole thing, obviously the energy is super high. It's a hardcore record, so if you go in expecting low energy songs, this is not going to be like the album for you. Everything is super super high. Lots of blast beats throughout the course of this. Um, and it's kind of funny because I would hear my roommate uh, playing these things on like a little drum pad all the time. Like we used to play a ton of Destiny together. And in between games, you'd pull his drum pad out and be practicing these beats. So it's cool to actually hear them like on a set now, not just on like this little drum pad sitting right in front of them. Um, but I don't know. I've, I'm just super impressed by this whole album. It uh, the The singer, I hope to God that he is using like good form with his voice because like the raw power and emotion that he kind of pushes forward in these songs is something that, that like a lot of this this one vocal feature from another hardcore artist on the song rupture um and it was the vocalist chris mcnulty of the band years apart so shout out to him um but listening to him sing in com combination with the lead singer of crafter it really shows how good he is at getting his like emotion like that constantly breaking voice across the whole time i hope he's using good form so he keeps that for like years and years to come because that's super unique i would say that's something that's like almost a defining characteristic of the band yeah i didn't find these vocals like okay so i know you guys probably think i've been like did mike like leave like no nah, i'm still here i'm i'm being super quiet because this is i don't have a lot to say on this album just because this is not i did listen to it uh, uh about three times by the way i will say so i did give it a listen three times and it was not hardcore is just not a, a genre that i've ever gotten into I've, I've never liked it um there's nothing about it that ever has really appealed to me i think it's mostly because of the 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 vocals and a lot of just like the constant energy I, I need more of like a you know variety in terms of my palette. Well, especially but, with you like growing up with the jazz, like I can't yeah, really say there's many jazz influences that go into. It's like, just this not type of music. for me, and not not to say that this is is a bad album. I wouldn't really know to be quite honest because you wouldn't I, have enough to like compare. It wouldn't to. have enough exactly. So I don't. I'm not going to sit here and give it like a, a rating or a grade. I mean, uh, but I will say this: that in my listening to it, I did find that the vocalist did not have as abrasive and sort of scratchy vocals that I've felt like I've heard other when I've heard other like metal bands yeah. or hardcore bands whatever you want to screw up so 
And there was actually one track here I did like. Uh, it was the title track. Yeah, Lasting Effort. Because right? I think it was pretty accessible. Yes. But, so anyway, like, overall, like, this is just not... And, and probably the other people are in the same boat as me, but then I'm sure there are a bunch of people in the same boat as you that are going to really like this, that love hardcore. Yeah. I am just not of the population that listens to hardcore, or likes hardcore, or... Yeah. I don't have anything to compare it to. So I can't even say that it's bad. And I won't, because it's... I don't think I you you're, you it, like I said when I listen to it I'm like I mean it's clear that they guys they're freaking talented these guys I mean they can play the guitar they can play the like all the drums like the instrumentals they all sounded good to me yeah I just don't have like you said I have it's nothing like, to it's compare nothing that like to. connects really and nothing that hits there. me yeah. so 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 you're yeah. so your like track you pull away would be lasting efforts yeah if I was to listen to another track again from here I so again I listened to this three times and I. The only song I would say that I would realistically go back to was Lasting Efforts. But I did like the second track. What was the second track called again? The second track was uh, Collecting Losses. That was another one of the um, another one of the singles. No, the I think... No, off. I liked Refuse to Be. That Refuse was to one. Be the first one, That too. was cool. I yep. liked that song, actually. Yep. Because I thought his emotion on the... His vocal was really cool on that one. Yep. Not that he didn't have emotion throughout, but like I... Well, that so, was another one of the ones that was very like, don't conform into what society wants you to be. Right. Like society wants you to be self-centered, but don't lose that humanity. Don't right. lose that aspect of yourself. Again, really uplifting messages. Mm -hmm. so, um, I guess, like, yeah. so I guess Lasting Efforts is my best song. I don't have a worse song because I can't sit here and say that like any of this is bad. Yeah. Because I just don't. I wouldn't know. So For me personally, I guess the rest of it is just like... It's I, like a my, hardcore song. My least favorite. Yeah. Well, you know, me using my air quotes right now. Yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't say worst, least favorite. So there you go. So for me, the tracks that I like the most here are Collecting Losses, I already mentioned. Mm -hmm. Great, fantastic song about the world kind of being numb to tragedy and just moving right on rather than fixing things. Um, big fan of Lasting Efforts. If you aren't a fan of hardcore, this would this be the, the track that I would one. say I would say yeah, I would go and listen to. Because I liked it, actually. Exactly. So. Like, like this, this has something in it that's for everybody, not just for hardcore fans. Like, the intro riff and the harmonies with the guitar in that intro riff are awesome. I really like the way that they kind of bring in a few instruments at once. Um, and it really plays off of the message of the previous song of, like, forge your own path in life through the pain, the hardship, all, like, the trials and tribulations. Like, you can make your life what you want, yep. which is almost kind of their story. Like, they, yep. they wanted to do this. And actually, I didn't even mention this. I meant to make this a whole thing. Um, I mentioned that they're touring right now. I'm going to see them at the end of uh, this week when we're recording this. And they've actually been touring for, I think, like a, a, quite a while now. I think it's huh. been like a month or something like that of, of tours. And last summer, they did a tour all the way across the U.S. They, they made it from east to west coast and back. They've played shows up in Canada. I, I, he's always, he, my roommate's always sending me pictures from where they filmed uh, the show Twin Peaks because him and I are both huge friends of that. And that's way out in, uh, like out in the west so uh, it's it's just so cool to me that they're generating a following and this community is so tight-knit that they're setting these shows up literally across the whole country and they're making enough during these shows to kind of support themselves to get to the next show. A again, these are guys that are just putting in so much work. Listen, and I can respect off. the shit out of that. Like, again, like, even though this this music's not for me, I love that hustle and I love the fact... And there are people out there that do like this type of music and it's it's for them and it's maybe like mm -hmm. their favorite type of music so like for me dude like if you're I a hardcore like, fan you're you're gonna like this album i love like, trust that. me you're, I'm, you're I'm, gonna I'm happy absolutely to love this I'm, um, I'm rooting for them put it that way you know but, what i mean so 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 last few last few uh tracks that i liked i was a big fan of parting statements my friend did say that's his favorite drum fill to play on the whole album too there's like this uh 
like this one almost like I don't want to say blast beat part but I don't know you'll be able to hear it if you listen to the song there's one really cool drum fill in there it's a song basically all about like school shootings which is going to play into the next album we're going to talk about but yeah. but yeah this that album seemed like it had a lot to do with like school shootings and Columbine or just like general violence I guess um, and then I also was a big fan of the pr- last two songs as well Rupture and Whatever It Takes Whatever It Takes had a couple really cool changes in it, and that's something I think they do well too. They don't kind of linger on one theme through the whole song, which I think is a pitfall of some other hardcore bands where they hit the blast beat, and then they just keep that blast beat going through the whole thing. Crafter definitely makes sure that they switch up their sound and their songs actually go through progressions to keep like everything moving forward. So love, love, love that. Um, and again, that one's about like not letting the world break you despite... like seeming like all the people before you kind of get broken by these like horrible events or whatever you kind of need to keep your head up and keep moving forward so i don't know just fantastic instrumentation across this album i love the energy i love the emotion that comes out of the singer's voice the giant big open guitar chords across this give it a nice melodic aspect which is something that i really look for in like most heavier music the lyrics across the whole thing are awesome so crafter lasting efforts if you're a hardcore fan you need to listen to this now so that you can say hey i was a fan of crafter before they blew up and like i'd found out about them through turntable teachers <laughs> great album great 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 album would you give it for a um, grade i gave this a 94 just a hair underneath the uh owl, the owl record yep. so it was still an a um just like one point underneath it only only because Again, like you were saying, you don't have as much of a background with hardcore. I actually don't have a ton of a hardcore background either, except for the things that my friend Dalton in this band has shown me. Okay. So it's almost like I'm still kind of like generating my background on hardcore music. Like this is kind of another piece of that puzzle that I'm going to compare future records to looking back. But even even still, like I, a strong A94, I, I love this album top to bottom. It's a super quick listen as well. It was like 29 minutes or something. I got the vinyl, so I'll be spinning that all the time, <laughs> I'm sure. But uh, what about you? I, again, like I don't want this grade to judge the fact like of the actual piece of music itself. I hate even like giving it this grade because I don't think it like fits it. I'm only giving it this grade in terms of... Like how, your personal, how I feel personally yeah. about. So I, I went with a, a C minus. I went seventy because I just again, this is just not hardcore. Is not your thing. It's not my thing. But that's okay. Like again, I don't want that to cloud people's judgment that this is a bad album because it's definitely not. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. It's just my not my taste. So that's my personal grade for it. Just in terms of like the way we're ranking these albums from enjoy, basically like our opinions, you know, enjoyability. Yeah. So our personal, yeah, exactly. I don't see myself, and, and listen, I I went into this with an open mind. I I want to admit that as well, and I, I did come away with a track I liked. So maybe I come around on 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 hardcore, but I personally don't see it happening. I I don't like screamo. I don't like hardcore. So. Um, it's just not my, my taste but, but that's even, okay. even for that that's fact fine. for it to still end up pulling out a C from somebody who doesn't listen to that type of music exactly. is kind of like a good yeah. testament to right no it, it, there's talent there so I so, so if you like it definitely give it a talent shot talent there so cool awesome absolutely and they're local so I love that mm-hmm. so support your local artists yep. so and what, and that's kind of the point of this too also keep your keep your eyes peeled and ears peeled I guess for a, uh, a possible show and tell or at least like a post or something about that show after we go to it and we'll do a little well, spotlight well, you're going, again. Me, but yeah, 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 exactly. So after I see that show, I'll be seeing some country cover bands in Nashville. So nice. kind of a whole nice. another palette that I'm not like crazy about. But now that I'm going to be in that 
space i'm gonna try to get into it but it I, I was i was never big into country either grace has shown me a few few uh like artists so far that i've, I've started to kind of get into I like so some, it's like some country slowly some country away. not maybe, all maybe yeah. maybe someday anyway maybe someday. but again going off of albums that i do really like and artists that i really like we got quelle chris's guns mm-hmm. uh so quelle chris he came out with an album i believe it was Back into 2018. It was in 2018, Gene, yeah. With Gene Gray. Uh, everything's, everything's fine. Everything's fine. And the one thing I'm going to say about Quelle Chris right now, he's hilarious, bro. Oh, he's so funny. He's I so lo- funny. I love his like little ca- like catchphrases. His, and, catch- and, like, his skits, some of the skits they put on mm-hmm. are amazing. Like There was a skit on Everything's Fine. It was like, I think it's the very beginning. And it, they made it like a game show or yeah, something like they that. They just like, had to keep saying Everything's Fine. And, and they like, them, this like, first... a terrible situation. Yeah, right? ter- exactly. It'd be like... John, I know this is I'm not an actual thing. Go back and listen to the skit because it is freaking hilarious. But it was along the lines of like, Johnny just crashed his car and lost his job and and or whatever. But everything's fine. Like it was just so freaking funny. Mm-hmm. Like and he has been known for that. Like throughout like super his quirky, career, like he is very quirky. Uh, anybody that doesn't know Quelle Chris, he's very experimental, and he does a lot of just he's very weird. Like he is like that kid in high school that nobody fucked with and nobody liked because he was out there and he was just like... And you know what I mean? Like somebody that just like was very misunderstood yeah, but had so much to offer and nobody like ever gave that him the time of day. That's quite like Chris in my opinion. Like mm-hmm. weird, absolute quirky... Of, yeah, but, exactly. Weird, quirky things. But is so... Exactly like you're saying, so resourceful that... And because we get caught into these stereotypes all the time of like, oh, you know what I mean? Like that this person, I'm not going to get along with this person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, like, oh, like we're, they're weird. I'm not going to hang out with them or like, oh, we don't have anything in common. Right. Or all that kind of stuff, which all that's bogus. I'm just going to kind of throw that out there uh-huh. too, especially as now both of us having that perspective of like seeing like the high school social environment, like all oh, that's bogus. Like, yep. it, so yep. if you, any, means- any of you guys are listening, you know, those, those click lines are, are, yep. are pretty fake. And Quelle Chris kind of tears most of those down, yes, I feel like. Yes. He, he transcends all of those different cliques yeah. uh, pretty pretty seamlessly. Um, My first take with him, though, is uh, being uh, being you is great. I wish I could be you more often. But he talks – and that's a fucking – it's an amazing album. Anybody that wants to go check that one out, like go back into Quelle Chris's. He has a song called there on that album, and it's called Buddies. And he talks about literally himself, how much he loves himself. And it's, it's the quirkiest so – Weirdest. It's because I'm like little, like this little jazz runs. Not to like go on this tangent, but it well, is a great. He has a and lot song, of jazzy influence in a lot of his stuff too. Yeah, and oh my god, he definitely does. And uh, but he's always been like I said, like I, I keep, keep having to use that weird quirky as as the as the um, as the adjectives to describe him. But it's, it's hard just, to use anything else because it fits so well. It fits as well. It, it fits his music as well. Like it's just not. It's it's all over the place. Like this song buddies that i'm talking about on um being you is great i wish i could be you more often he literally the chorus goes like i fuck with myself my bing by bring some myself some flowers i'm in love with myself so he like he just talks about like being you and all this stuff so he just he's so great but anyway he's got a new album that came out on march 29th guns which i mean obviously the album is about guns in america and society it's it's pretty you know Whatever. That's pretty clear, you know, right up front from the, from the beginning. Yep. I'm going to give Quelle Chris his props here. I am so happy that this album came out for two reasons. One, because I love the so many of the messages he has in this album in terms mm-hmm. of how just, just 
disorienting and and just um, abrasive and disgusting that you know the gun violence that we have in America is right now. It's just it's so it it's just it needs to end. And I'm not going to sit here and get political or say that you know we should be taking guns away or anything like that. I'm just saying for the proper like it is an issue. Like, it, it's like, an issue. It, it I don't is, care. I think everybody agrees that it's like, yeah. like something is going on where people start disagreeing is like what the response should be. Right. Yes. I don't care what side you're on. This is an issue. And I'm not and again, I'm not sitting here saying that you we should be taking away guns or that we should be like you know, putting like armed like pe- people in places to like like we're not yeah. kind of swaying either way. With I don't this. know what the solution is per se, but it's a problem and it needs to be addressed and it needs to be fixed. It's a problem in our inner cities. It's a problem in our schools now, which is the mm-hmm. It's the messed up thing. I mean, at at my school, literally just uh, a couple weeks ago, we had a professional development day where we had the principal Columbine and a parent of Sandy Hook come to speak to us. That's crazy, man. And it sucks. Exactly. But it's things that you kind of have to talk about now because it's the reality. It's the reality. And the other reason why I'm happy that he went this route and he also went in a route finally. Quelle Chris finally dropped an album that I feel is very accessible to the mainstream and very accessible. It's not too weird. It's not exactly. He decided he made it. I think he made a choice here, and I can't get in his head. I don't know him, obviously, but I think he made a clear choice here that he wanted to, okay, relax a little bit on the weird, quirky stuff that he's done in the past. Give us some more melodic and mainstream sounding type of beats mm-hmm. to encompass this message he wants because while still staying true to himself 100% like he was able to find that balance the whole way and I am so happy that he did like this is really I love just how melodic and layered a lot of these instrumentals are mm-hmm. I think there's some of the catchiest instrumentals that Quelle Chris has used in really maybe his career and in his entire discography and he's able to craft like some of the like best music I think he's put out in his in his in his life and so I'm so this, this album's fantastic for me and I, I think he's gonna gain a ton of fans here I hope he might, so he might gain some he definitely gained like a, a one more out of me cause like I was never someone who listened to him super religiously I liked that album with him and Gene Grey mostly because I like weird rap like mm-hmm. I've said before Aesop Rock's like one of my favorite rappers of all time if not my favorite rapper of all time like naturally I like weird stuff yep. like yep. like stuff like him people like Milo like all those uh-huh. rappers that have Quelle like, Chris fits that bill exactly does. it's it's one of those it, like I almost could easily see him fitting into uh, what was the name of the group like Milo was in I think it was called like the it was a group that was like him and I think Open I Mike Eagle was in remember. it for a bit. Oh, Open Anderson Mike Eagle's Pack. another guy I love too. Like, yep. Hellfire, yep. Hellfire, Hellfire Club. I think that's what okay. they called themselves. But I could easily see this guy fitting right into that group. Um, and I mean, across the whole album, I love how lo-fi and jazzy a lot of his intr- instrumental Agreed. sound. Agreed. I also really like the like moody aspects. I feel like this whole month Super was melodic. kind of like a very. I feel like this entire month gave us some very like dark moody tracks, yep. like especially yep. with like the Billie Eilish album, and then with this album, and then like Lil Sims had a bunch of moody tracks on her album. I feel like just this, there was the like month of Moody March. Yep, I moody like March here or yeah. melodic March because there's a ton of melodies here that were just phenomenal mm-hmm. like like I'll start with Spray and Pray like one of my favorites groovy guitar lick with some nice drums and cool key effects and his dark flow works so well here and lyrically like of course he drops off like right away like there's a line here he said what lies in the chamber no day is bulletproof mm-hmm. so like basically saying that like you know we can't go a day now almost it feels like without a freaking 
like school shooting or like or like a concert getting shot up or like whatever mm. the case may be like we, or we were talking about like the Ariana Grande concert with the bombings stuff like that it's just this the overall violence that's going on in America and like well I mean hell even even Crafter was talking about that on one of their last songs um, that we were just talking about from that from yeah. that album like yeah. they're, they're literally talking about I think it was on Parting Statements where yeah. it's just like violence and everything is commonplace and on and on collecting losses it's it's just something that if we're seeing artists from the hip hop end of the spectrum and from the hardcore end of the uh, of the music spectrum all saying like, "Hey, there's a lot of violence going around in society," then like clearly people are taking notice. This is like something that isn't just being made up, you know? Yeah, and and he, like I said, it's so cool to see how many different sounding influences he has on here because he's got some like New York boom bap type beats on here, um, and he also has. Like also some like nice West Coast influence tracks as well. Like for example, um, like Wild Minx has more of like a boom bap New York sounding type. That was of one of album. my favorite tracks. Oh, great track! This, yeah. It was awesome. And then uh, even like an album. I'm um, excuse me. Oh my gosh, um, a song that had more of like a West Coast type vibe was like um, was like Box of Wheaties. It almost sounded like uh, To Pimp a Butterfly. Mm-hmm. A song off, off like To Pimp a Butterfly. Uh, some like nice, nice lo-fi groovy guitar like melodic uh, riffs there and it's interesting because Quelly Chris is originally I think he spent most of his time in Detroit, Michigan like growing yeah. up but he was born in New York and he's lived in LA he's lived in St. Louis he's lived in Chicago he's lived in Oakland he's been around and like Quelly Chris has such as I think a strong palette it's clear that he was able to garner influences from so many different places that he's lived and bring them into his music so I do seamlessly you know? seamless so yeah what are some highlights here for you Dude, so the you I said mean, Wild Minx so, I love that song yeah like I mean quickly just going through the, the track list I, I feel like it was really in the second half of the album that he like hooked me I, I don't want to he hooked me in the first I, I was gonna say I don't want I, I was gonna, I'm, I'm hesitant to say hooked me because I was already hooked I I feel like when I listened to this album the first time I almost had the effect of like I liked it so much I didn't take any notes because I was just listening to it and it like oh it, first couple of, so I, I mean I do that with all of our albums anyway the first listen or two I try not to write anything down I just mm-hmm. listen to it with the aesthetic and then I go back second third fourth listens and I kind of start to like really go like track by track that makes sense so I, I couldn't have done track by track even if I wanted to on the first <sighs> listen because it, so... it just immediately engrossed me so much yep. and then even after that point it was so hard for me to go and pick out individual tracks because I feel like I like each track for different things different reasons so it's so hard to pick a favorite because if, I love if I had yeah, to yeah. go ahead I would Sorry. pick uh, Mild Winks Box of Wheaties Straight uh-huh. Shot was an awesome track. Great song. I that was loved... one of the more like Straight Shot had more of like the more R and B melodic like that. Not to say that like, was more melodic, but it was like uh, more nice, straightforward jazz. It was jazzy. a change. Of, exactly, it had some nice heavenly keys. Like it was a change, mm-hmm. a good change of pace on the album. Instead of being like the moody lo-fi stuff, it yep. was a lot more like little like upbeat or like yes. not upbeat but like lighter. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely loved the uh, the track with Jean Grey, "You, Me, and Nobody Else." That's a good one. Um, and I, I mean, I'm just a fan of Jean Grey in yeah, general. So that was like I saw that and I already knew I was gonna like that yep. track. Yep. Big fan of Worm as well. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, I that I saw that spelling. And it just made me think of uh, there's like Magic the Gathering cards that there's like a whole string of like worms and for some reason I think it's spelt with the Y. It's either with a Y or a U. <laughs> no, so it is. I saw on, that. No, it is on this in, um, on the song. 
Oh, so I, I on the song it's with a Y. Yep. On the card, I can't remember if, if it's, it's a, a U or a Y, y. but either way, I saw Worm spelled that way, and it made me like kind of jump back nostalgically <laughs> to like Magic the Gathering. So That's shout awesome. out, shout out, trading card games. <laughs> but um, yeah, like those those five tracks were just phenomenal. I know I'm gonna go back to this album so often, and I bet even if you ask me tomorrow what my favorite tracks were, that they'd be different. All five of them would probably change. It was so hard to pick individual it tracks. Was tough. Uh, so my favorite tracks were I went with Spray and Pray because like I said I loved the mm-hmm. lyricism and just the groovy guitar lick the keys were fantastic I loved Guns as well because that gave it it was almost like an I gave you power Nas narrative where it was but a much different take on it because this time it talked about like he took perspective of being a gun and he uh, he talked about like I'll come to your city like it's basically like a takeover you yeah. know what I mean? Like they were it's like almost like an alien it invasion. It. It's, yeah, it's he, really cool. The gun was personified. It was almost like a freaking like like I said, an alien invasion of like. But that's the way the perspective that in the narrative that it was kind of given. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just love like you know the, I'll come to your city like right in your mouth, right in your house. Like we're coming. You know what I'm saying? It was just had this hypnotic like looping beat. Oh, it was it was phenomenal, man. And I loved Mind Your Business. I thought that was a really great track. Uh, Obamacare, bro. Obamacare is a great one. Obamacare oh my god, the awesomely charismatic keys. It's just such a fun freaking beat. Well, and I, and, I uh, love that like your yeah. your dry, your big thing about it is that it's charismatic and it's a track named after Obama, yeah. who's known for being one of the more charismatic, charismatic like, presidents. Like known for his speeches and everything. So I, I don't know if that was like. Oh, I mean, obviously, I I feel like this is that Quelly Chris is the type of person to think about things to a very fine degree so yeah. I'm sure that was the point yeah. I'm sure that he had a song named Obamacare he wanted it to be very confident sounding and you know mm-hmm. very uh, like what exactly what you're saying reminiscent of Obama's personality traits yeah and then even like content wise here dude like it really just fit the whole like aesthetic and the actual like part of the uh, the actual album because he talks about how the government is hypocritical and it's not they're not and especially the healthcare system like they're not out to help the average citizen and that's the truth like it's just not especially not in America and that it's just a money making business like he has some great lines here like good neighbors with state pharmaceuticals by the bucket loads that's big green like ferritin if you down for, if you down like feather pillows so like I love that line just talking about how you know that we're trying to push these pharmaceuticals down the throats of everybody. Like you go to the doctors now and they like, they're like, Oh, you got whatever. Like I'll prescribe that for you. And boom. Like, and it's like almost like a no questions asked type. Well, type I remember deal. when I had, and it's crazy dude. Well, when me. I, when I had shoulder surgery a year and a half, like two, yeah, about a year and a half ago now. Um, I mean, obviously they're going to give you painkillers when they give you shoulder surgery. Yeah. I had like six anchors put into my shoulders. So they had to give me something. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but they gave me a prescription of oxys that I think by the end, it, like right on the pill, on the bottle, it said take between one and four up to, uh, I think it's like every four hours or something like that. Jesus. And, and the scary part to me is like, obviously we are critical thinkers. We're teachers. This is kind of what we do. When I see that, I understand one to four is supposed to be your pain scale. Yep. And if you don't feel much pain, you can take one. If but you're that's in so like, dangerous. Exactly. You know like, I mean? like the so, average person could know. see that and say, oh, I could take four at a time every four hours. Yeah. And that's still prescribed. That's not even yeah. overdosing because that's literally on the bottle of what you can take. So, and by the end of, uh, like, my rehab and everything, I think I had only used, like, a third of the pills in the bottle. Like, I still had so many of them left, and that was the scariest part to me. Because, like, if I was someone who naturally was going to be, like, addicted to things that super easily, I have literally two-thirds of a bottle of pills that I don't need for pain anymore. Yeah, yeah. And it's scary, dude. It could still be part of the doctor's orders. Yeah. Like, it, 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 that was, I don't know, it's, it's definitely a lot more rampant than people realize mm-hmm. in ways that are 
it's not as like aggressive as you would think. It's not like someone's out there saying like, hey, take these pills and get like wicked high and then get addicted to them. They're just following what it says right on the front of their prescription and this bottle is the and they're fault. just getting overprescribed. Yeah, and and but it's such a money making lucrative business that they don't want to stop really. They they want to continue doing this. And Quelle Chris decides that he wants to bring all this up and then he again brings again he brings guns into it and drugs so much into this and just like the the negative effects that society and culture has and that even the government as well has put on these things. Another line from Obamacare I want to say quickly that is like I thought was amazing was smoking gun catching the killer and the creator gave him a two for one don't thank me later. So like it is just as much Tons of the person wordplay dude just as much of the killer's fault as the creator of the gun itself because you didn't because it's just it's it's just irresponsible the way that we're using guns these days and 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 we're using them for all the wrong reasons a lot of time not not everybody I don't want to lump that into like an actual stereotype and I hate I don't want a stereotype but not to say that you know there obviously are people that are law-abiding citizens that use their guns for correctly the, the right way so exactly. I'm in no way straight and we'll never end up even probably taking it out of the holster and firing it like it's literally like a safety precaution exactly and, and, and they and don't they use it, it in yeah. a way that's like you know what I mean so like I don't want to take away from people that I just think there needs to be a better system in check where to and I, and then and then Chris agrees here that the system we're doing right now it's not benefiting anybody it's not working we have to fix it somehow and I don't again I don't know the solution I don't think Quelle Chris does either but the only other he's track, at least calling attention to something that he feels needs people yes. like actually looking at it yes and the other song I really liked too is PSA Drug Fest 2003 yep with the beat so dark haunting like Halloween like I think this was like the darkest beat on the whole album so when it mm-hmm. came up. I was like, ooh, it's like it was a different sort exactly of exactly a nice feel. A the nice choir sample feel. is awesome. It had some like nice spooky effects, and it's just like a really dope track about like the effects of drugs. And he has a hilarious Towley reference from South Park. I don't know if I caught it. Oh I don't my know god, if I it. it was friggin' hilarious. There's a lot of repeated themes across all the albums that we've talked about here, like Quelle Chris with the drugs and the uh, and the gun violence, and then um, Billie Eilish also talking about drug abuse on her track Zanny. I mentioned before with Crafter talking about just general violence on a few of their tracks. So I feel like there's been a lot of repeated themes about pretty deep topics in like this month, which is it's just it's kind of nice. It's kind of nice not only having surface level music. Yeah, the the line that I was talking about is. Uh... So the the moon got a dark side. I know a guy who mix up a spliff like witches with the newt eye. Cocktails unlike the cr- Tom Cruise kind. Inhale, choke up a high noose tide. I'm too down like the blue towel. Alice the white rapper, the white owl. Ow. Like so, I just love it. So like because Tali Tali in South Park. Anyone that watches South Park, I used to like. He was always like trying to get high and like yeah, he's always stoned. he's always stoned and like when he wasn't stoned or when he was too stoned, he'd like get like. He'd be very like uh, bipolar, and he'd kind of be like all over the place. Mm-hmm. So anyway, like I just thought this album, dude, was so just politically driven and socially like conscious, and I just I loved this project. I think it's an album that everybody should hear. I'm yeah. so happy that Quelle like, Chris decided to like evolve and cross over a bit more into like the melodic mainstream and like yeah. get that sort of appeal. And it had a great message, and it came yeah. through delivering that message. Yeah. It like actually did it well in a way that. It's not like we have a logic who had an idea and then it fell flat. This is an idea that's being expertly uh, like put into place yeah. by someone who's a master at their craft at yeah. this point. Like he, super good, weird hip hop album. Yeah, and he sequenced it really nicely and it kept us on our toes. So I, I thought this was he just like I said he had so many nice melodies. I I'm going with a 94. I'm going with an A. I really 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 love this project, dude, and I am so excited for this. 
And this is going to be up there for me in terms of one of my best albums of the year. Same here. I actually gave this the highest ranking of the month. This got this got a ninety six from me. So oh, super no. super strong A. Okay. Just missed the A. Just missed the A. It was plus, close for me too. But yeah. yeah, like it was it was right there. Ninety four, ninety five. I would say mm-hmm. so. And that's crazy because yeah. this is actually the album I had the least time to sit with because we kind of threw it in like at the end of the month. We like, threw it in right when we were, I was going back from Dallas. Or no, yeah. when I was going to Dallas, I think I said because you messaged me. Can we add? Can we add it? We should add quite like Chris. So and I'm because it, it came out March 29th and I'm so and I had listened to it when I told you that I was just like let's just put it in because I think it's going to be gonna a good be like yeah we had a good, good feeling and ended up loving it so anyway yeah there there we go fantastic so rankings to end it um, should we just go like do like what we usually do right like our eight, eight, seven, eight so, seven, seven. All right. all right so number eight eight I got crafted lasting efforts Eight, I have Logic uh, with uh, with Supermarket okay seven I have Logic Supermarket okay and then seven I actually have two chains Rapper um, with rapper go to the league. Okay, six. I have blues a long red night in L.A. Six. I also have blues a uh, long red hot night in L.A. Summer or whatever. Whatever long, it is. Long album title. Uh, five. I have two chains. Rapper go to the league. Five for me is Little Sims um, with uh, Gray Area. Yeah. Two chains and blue tied, and the and the reason why I think I put two chains a little higher is because I think I'm gonna go back to that album a little bit more. And yeah. we're gonna hear more tracks from it. Yeah, so that's why. That's it's, why it's I, more likely to go back to an album that was like more based on like the listening appeal rather than the one that's like the storytelling. And that's appeal. why I put it a little higher because especially uh, the storytelling yeah. one, you almost have to listen to the whole thing. Exactly. So it's just like it's a long time. 100%. So it's a big undertaking. But anyway, so top four. Um, All right, I got four. Number four, I got Little Sims, Gray Area. Okay, for number four, I have Billie Eilish um, with. What is it? It's like uh, when we, we all go, fall asleep. When, where do we go? Yep, right. When, when we all asleep, where do we go? So I have that at three. I have Billie Eilish. When we all fall asleep, where do we go? At number three for the month. All right. My number three was Crafter with last, lasting efforts. Okay. I think our top two are the same. I got number two, Owl Paris. Yep. Two, Owl Paris. And then number one, Quelle Chris with Guns mm-hmm. getting the artist of the month for me this uh, month. Yeah, same here. So this two months in a row now. Two months in a row we have the same beginning artist. Hell yeah. And my my first rap artist of the month. Which is crazy to me because I like I said, rap hip hop is like my thing. Like, so yeah, your big like background. But anyway, to this. So hey, March albums. There's uh, a lot to get through. It was, lots, it was a lot. It was a, a grind. Lot of content. Yeah, I had fun. Yeah, it was, it was fun do. getting to listen to all these albums, and I feel like this was a good variety this time. We had some rap, we had some rock, and we had different types of rock. We had like a little bit more of like the singer songwriter stuff. So this really, there should be an album from this month for like you regardless of what you listen to mm-hmm. like there's there Agreed. was a lot of good stuff so definitely go back give these a listen if you listen to any of them like let us know how your opinions differ from them uh, what we said how like certain opinions are the same what were your favorite tracks what were your least favorite tracks yep comment on the instagram post and that's at turntable teaches on instagram all right so please uh follow us on all social media platforms uh Link to the podcast in the description there for SoundCloud. If we're also on Google Play, we're on Apple, we're on Spotify. Mm-hmm. If you know by now, you know. Get on it. Um, <laughs> and then at this point, I yeah, I, I'm just uh, we're getting to pretty close to our mid years. I would say like we got a couple more yeah. months, and then we'll uh, we'll get the mid years. So that's coming up soon. Yep. So start getting your study materials ready. You know, start looking back over your notes. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, yeah as, as the school year ends, we're in our mid-year, so you know oh, what I mean. Man. So that'll be. Don't start, don't start teasing me with the school year ending. Uh, we still have we're a close. Bit. We're on April we got, vacation now. We're like we two months, like two bro. Months. We're getting yeah, there. We're almost so, there. But anyway, um, that's all for us here today. So, mm-hmm. like I said, subscribe, um, follow us on uh, Instagram. So yeah, tell us what you thought about these albums. Did you love them? Did you hate them? Uh, we'll put in also our favorite songs from all these albums on a playlist playlist for you. Yep, and that'll be available on Apple and Spotify. So yeah, without further ado, until next time, 
I'm Mike. I'm Cody. We're the Turntable Teachers. And class is dismissed.